406-201-6263. That's 406-201-6263. 406-201-6263. From the latest on the China spy balloon coverage to the drag queens that showed up at the Montana legislature, Montana Talks is the show where we cover a lot of ground, even more than a China spy balloon some days. It's also the show where you get a chance to call in. You get a chance to be heard all across Montana and hear what others have to say. Montana Talks, we take you statewide every Monday through Friday. Prove this message. www.farm406.com. Farm 406, accelerating your health to higher altitudes. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, one quick addition to our lineup coming up later on uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, coming up around 9.40, 9.45 this morning, Jesse Ramos. Uh, Jesse Ramos was like the lone conservative on the Missoula City Council. Uh, now, now I think they've got two or three uh, conservatives on the Missoula City Council. But, uh, you know, one of the things he was really pushing back on was just this massive increase in spending that's taken place in Missoula. And then, you know, uh, tax hike after tax hike after tax hike that's been punishing longtime Missoulians as well, uh, given the Liberal City Council, the Liberal County Commission there. Well, as we as we've been uh, documenting here on this show and our friends from the Frontier Institute have talked about this at length as well, especially with a report that they unveiled, which showed how dramatically some local governments have increased their spending in recent years. We're talking about double digits, sometimes 50, 60 percent above the rate of inflation and population growth. Well, one thing that Jesse Ramos is pressing for, he now works for Americans for Prosperity, Montana. He's uh, pressing uh, in support of this taxpayer bill of rights to try to rein in some of these uh, local governments. Uh, so we're going to talk with him uh, coming up around uh, 940 or 945 here later this morning. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Governor Greg Gianforte hosting a roundtable discussion in Sydney later today. All this after American Crystal Sugar Company announced the closure of its Sydney Sugar's uh, sugar beet uh, processing plant coming up in late spring. He's going to be sitting down with local leaders and members of the community and getting an, an update on, on on what's being done to help folks impacted by the plant's uh, closure. Uh, so that's taking place later tonight. For those who missed our conversations with uh, uh, Jeff Bieber on Friday in Glendive, uh, he drove down from Fairview. He's with the the uh, the, the uh, Montana Dakota Beet Growers Association. Very insightful conversation with him. Uh, and you know, really, they're looking, exploring all options right now. And uh, the, the biggest takeaway I got was, hey, even if they're able to to purchase the plant and get the plant back up and running, can they even sell the sugar? So I'm sure that's one of the, the questions that uh, that uh, Governor Greg Gianforte will likely pose here later tonight as well. And then, and then now, uh, more reactions here uh, about the shutdown of RY Timber in Livingston, Montana, yet another hit uh, to our timber industry here in Montana. Senator Steve Daines says this, the news of RY Timber closing is extremely disappointing, and I stand with RY and the community of Livingston during this hard time. 
RY Timber and the good-paying jobs forestry and lumber create for Livingston are extremely important to the Montana economy. He says, I will continue to advocate for responsible management of our forests and address litigation against responsible projects, which will create more jobs and stronger communities. Uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale said this, uh, I'm disappointed to hear that RY Timbers will not reopen after the fire at their Livingston Mill last week serving as one of our nation's leading suppliers of Rocky Mountain-grown timber for over 25 years, this, this closure will have a devastating economic impact on Livingston and the surrounding communities. He says, my office is working with RY Timbers to provide support for the displaced workers and their families. All right, let's jump into your phone calls here, 406-294-0970. If you got something you want to talk about, first up, let's go to Judy in Columbia Falls, listening to KJJR. Uh, Judy, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Yes, I just wanted to make an announcement to the Columbia Falls residents. Um, we're starting, well, we're having our first community meeting uh, tomorrow night, uh, the 16th, and it's Parents' Rights in Education. We're just starting a chapter here in Columbia Falls. So I was, I'm encouraging all parents, grandparents, community members, and taxpayers concerned about the education of our children to come. And people out there in Columbia Falls get a pen and paper to write this down. It is tomorrow night, Thursday, at 6.30 at the North Valley Senior Citizen Center, right on Nucleus. It's 205 Nucleus Ave, right on Main Street. And we're going to have a special speaker, Jim Riley, who is also on a local school board member. He is a local school board member here and an author and a parent. So it's time for our communities to get involved. Um, we, want to have, we want the parents to have a voice again in our public schools. So they need to come. We need to – there's strength in numbers. Yeah. So please come. When you talk about parents' rights, what, what are the biggest concerns you're hearing right now? And tell us why you decided to create uh, this parents' rights group. Well, we've been going to the school board meetings since last, since August of 2021, and they don't listen to us. We, we, we questioned them about social-emotional learning and if they were teaching it in the schools. We wanted to be put on the agenda, and they said no, that we weren't, because there was only four or five of us. So they wouldn't allow us to, to for that. Um, we sit there, there's five or six of us that go every month, and we're, we're not important to them. They um, they, they never talk about the scholastic success in the school board meetings. They never bring it up. They're, they're, they just are not listening to us parents. And they're starting to implement things. Well, we're afraid they're going to start implementing things. And we just want to be there. We want to be on the front lines. We want to bring back scholastic success. success. We want to bring back parental rights. Um, we want them to educate, not indoctrinate our children. So we're just trying. We're just starting out, and we just want to. But the main problem is they're not. They don't listen to us, they're, and they're not being held accountable. The All right. Not being held accountable. Well, and I know Jim Riley's called into the show before, so he'll be the speaker tomorrow night. I, yeah, I know. Last time we heard from him, he's really encouraging folks to run for several open school board positions. Uh, I wonder how many people have have stepped up. It'd be it'd be interesting to get an update from Jim on you know, hey, uh, here's how many positions were. And no obligation at all. So use your agency. Take action now. Text the word HEDGE to the number 989898. This is where Montana talks. 
Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, now we don't always have the answers. We try to get the answers. Uh, we try and we try to get them right. And if we don't get them right, then we then we quickly uh, uh, correct it. Uh, unlike uh, many in the legacy media that got so many things so wrong, from Russia, Russia, Russia to COVID nineteen, and yet even though they know they were wrong, they still can't admit it. And then they just go on to the next fake news story. But uh, like I say, we don't have all the answers. Uh, we we won't necessarily even attempt to try to answer all of your questions. But I just got a question uh, that just came in on our Montana Talks app. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to look at the timeline here on this one here just, just to see. Uh, anyway, Chris in Belgrade sent us a message on our Montana Talks app. I was wondering if the spy balloon had the capacity to derail a train. If so, was it anywhere near East Palestine at the time that train derailed? Uh, Who knows, I mean, what was on board that thing? Now, you remember Russia had the ability to knock out uh, a pipeline remotely uh, through the Internet, right? Uh, Now, they claim it was rogue Russian operatives that did that a while back. Uh, but but you remember when Russia knocked out a pipeline on the east coast of America, at least we got the pipeline back up and running. When Joe Biden knocked out a pipeline here in Montana, that pipeline still ain't up and running. In fact, Joe Biden made sure they pulled the pipe out of the ground so we could never get that pipeline up and running. But anyway, uh, to this question, uh, would the spy balloon have the capacity to derail a train? He's, of course, referring to this massive uh, disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, where, you know, where locals are very concerned right now about this massive environmental uh, uh, disaster that uh, that appears to now be uh, uh, in the aftermath, uh, not only of the train derailment, but a decision was made uh, to to light the chemicals on fire, and and it was the the lighting of the chemicals on fire uh, that now has basically uh, sent this uh, t- you know these uh, this toxic uh, plume I guess shall we uh, say over the area, and leading to a lot of concerns from locals who feel they have nowhere else to go. So but anyway, uh, to that question, I thought, let me just look at the dates here. Okay, uh, fe- so February 3rd, I believe, is when the train derailment happened, right? Now, some of you may be like, February 3rd, that's like two weeks ago. How come we haven't heard much about this? Well, that's because most of the legacy news outlets have been ignoring the story. Now, if it was Donald Trump and they could blame Donald Trump for the train derailment, they, you know, you would have, you would have known the name of the EPA administrator. You would have, you would have known Palestine, Ohio is not Palestine, Ohio, uh, and you would know it's all Donald Trump's fault if if Donald Trump was still the president. But now the the EPA administrator is nowhere to be found. Pete Buttigieg is complaining about uh, too many white construction workers. And not even didn't even mention at the National Association of Counties meeting any concerns about a another tra- train derailment that has now occurred under his watch. So February third apparently is when the train derailed. I just did a quick search here during the break. 
uh, February 1st is when the spy balloon was over Montana. So when was the spy balloon, where was it at on February 3rd? Apparently the spy balloon was over Kansas on February 3rd. So anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, not suggesting that there's a linkage between the two, but uh, Chris was wondering uh, where the spy balloon was uh, the day that the derailment occurred. Uh, there you go. All right, yeah, speaking of uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, one of the guests that we're going to have on the show with us tomorrow is Yellowstone County Commissioner John Oslin. Uh, I mentioned that Pete Buttigieg made those remarks where he was complaining about white construction workers. He was speaking at a National Association of Counties meeting on Monday. Well, I, I had to know that some of our county commissioners from here in Montana were attending those very same meetings. And, uh, you know, one of our great county commissioners to get a chance to catch up with is always Yellowstone County Commissioner John Oslin. He told me he just got back from those NACO meetings, so he's going to be with us tomorrow uh, to talk about uh, not just uh, Pete Buttigieg's remarks, or lack thereof, but also, you know, what else uh, was covered uh, during this National Association of Counties meeting? Greg Gutfeld, if you guys missed Greg Gutfeld last night, Greg Gut Gutfeld uh, on Fox News proving once again why he is the new king of late night. Here's what he had to say about Pete Buttigieg complaining about white construction workers. So you think the transportation secretary would have been on the case ASAP? No, it wasn't until last night that he said something 10 days later, tweeting that he continues to be concerned about the families impacted and that the EPA is monitoring the air quality. That sounds like real concern. All he left out was, your call is important to us. Please stay on the line. <laughs> Such a robot. And while this was going on, what was he talking about instead? This we have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. You got that? Too many construction workers are white. <laughs> Except he doesn't even have the balls to even say the word white. Dude, if that bothers you so much, why not give your job to a black guy? We, we know it would be a guaranteed improvement. I'll do it. There you go. Tyrus is in. So instead of addressing how the Ohio derailment will affect the nearby town, businesses, farmers, the supply chain, he's talking race. It's another example of chasing a non-problem at the expense of real problems. Yes, we have a shortage of pilots and planes are experiencing near misses, but at least the flight attendants' uniforms are non-binary. Yeah, I like, uh, like what Greg Gutfeld had to say there about, hey, uh, Pete Buttigieg, you know, if there's a problem with too many white workers, maybe you should step down from your job and allow a person of color to fill, uh, to fill the job instead, because we know... Anybody could do a better job as uh, transportation secretary than you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. If especially if if the major issues affecting our transportation system are racist roads and racist bridges, then why is some white guy from Indiana filling the position? Right? Oh, because he checks a woke checkbox instead of a competent checkbox, as uh, as Gutfeld also pointed out last night. Uh, heck, I could, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I can think of people right here in Montana who could fill that job 
over Pete Buttigieg. Hey, if, if, if you don't want white people filling jobs, well, then put Dr. Ben Carson in as the transportation secretary. I know he's a surgeon and not an engineer, but uh, I, I think he could engineer this one a heck of a lot better than uh, woke white boy from Indiana can. Uh, now, back to it here about this uh, this uh, situation in East Palestine, Ohio. The EPA administrator is absolutely nowhere to be found here. Can you imagine if this was Trump's uh, Environmental Protection Agent, Agency administrator and they were nowhere to be found? Uh, a while back, we got a chance to catch up with uh, Mandy Gunasekra. Mandy Gunasekra was the chief of staff uh, for the Trump administration at the at the EPA, and and she is going after uh, the Biden EPA administrator right now, saying that the EPA administrator's absence at the East Palestine train disaster is inexcusable. If 80 to 90 percent of the job is just showing up, the Biden cabinet is absolutely failing. This is the legacy of an absentee president who has brought on board an absentee cast of secretaries and administrators whose aloof approach to serious jobs is causing harm to the American people today. The Secretary of Energy laughed at high gas prices. The public knows more about Pete Buttigieg's personal life than his plans for safeguarding and streamlining our transportation systems. And in the face of a major environmental disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, the EPA administrator is nowhere to be seen. Uh, that's a piece by Mandy Gunasekra at the Independent Women's Forum. Now, Sam Fattis, uh, he's the former CIA operations officer who we spoke with right here on this show on Monday morning. Now, we were talking with Sam Fattis about the China spy balloon, and we were getting his take as a former CIA operations officer on why China might still need a spy balloon, even though they have all these other satellites and other systems of surveillance. And he detailed how a spy balloon could be very helpful in a number of ways uh, for China, especially when they're hovering over our nuclear missile silos. But you also may recall that Sam Fattis has a background in weapons of mass destruction. He was the counter weapons of mass destruction guy for the CIA during his tenure, in addition to be an in, in addition to being an, an operations officer on the ground for the CIA. Well he said this about this about whoever made the decision uh, to burn the chemicals uh, that were there uh, during this uh, train derailment. He says this. He's, he wrote in a follow-up uh, post on his AND Magazine website. He says, authorities made the, made the decision to burn the vinyl chloride to prevent derailed tanker cars from exploding. When vinyl chloride burns, it turns into hydrogen chloride. When hydrogen chloride enters the atmosphere, it bonds with water vapor and forms hydrochloric acid. That means hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid have now been released into the environment. Sam Fattis added this, there is no precedent for an event of this type on this scale. The only previous similar incident involved the derailment of a single tanker car in New Jersey, but in that case, the authorities did not burn the spilled chemical. Uh, so that's what uh, Sam Fattis pointed out uh, in a piece for his AND Magazine website, Pete Buttigieg in Chernobyl in Ohio. So we got Chernobyl in Ohio 
but the Biden EPA administrator is nowhere to be found. They must have a uh, they must have a beach house as well that they're uh, they're hiding out on right now. You know, the beach house that's supposed to be wiped out because of climate change. I'm sure the EPA administrator must have one of those, too. Um. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, see, I got a message on our Montana Talks app talking about this uh, train derailment in uh, East Palestine, Ohio. And then I, I went down that path for several minutes. There was something that Judy in Columbia Falls mentioned that actually there were a couple of stories that I, I was planning to talk about right after uh, that uh, that 820 break. But then, uh, you know, and ended up getting another message and talking about the uh, the train derailment. Hey, uh, if you got something you want to talk about, you got something you think we should be talking Talking about, give us a call two nine four zero nine seventy. But here's a couple of stories that came to mind after uh, after we got that phone call from Judy in Columbia Falls. She was talking about parents' rights in education, and I know there's been several bills uh, that are being discussed in our Montana capital right now and in recent weeks here as the legislative session is underway, focused on parents' rights. Uh, on a number of different fronts, and and uh, you know, and and I I know you know different schools, different school boards, it can be different agendas. But I know you know one of the concerns that our listeners in school district two and Billings have had, and and one of the concerns that our listeners in Missoula have had in particular, is this woke agenda being pushed on kids. Uh, and uh, and where uh, there's there's incidents, there's some crazy incidents in Missoula. Heck, there was a, a crazy incident in Belgrade that a mom called into the show uh, to talk about when it comes to this radical uh, gender ideology uh, that they're trying to push. And sometimes that they're secretively, quietly trying to push. Here's, here's a story uh, out of foxnews.com. A California teacher who lost her job after refusing to comply with a California school district's gender policies, citing her Christian beliefs, is blowing the whistle on the expectations she felt as a teacher to not only hide students' gender transitions from parents, but also to keep them in the dark through outright Lying. What this teacher in California is pointing out is that is that school districts, not just in California, but elsewhere across the country, uh, in some school districts, not only are they are they trying to hide some of this information from parents, but they're but they're outright lying to parents as well in in order to uh, in order to hide this information from parents. So so that's one of the parents' rights topics that I know is being discussed. Uh, at the state capitol in Helena as well. And then here's another crazy story out of Virginia. Crazy carries the day in the Virginia legislature. This is from Steve Moore's Unleash Prosperity Hotline. You've probably heard the news of the absurd policy in 16 public schools in northern Virginia to not notify the families when their kids win a National Merit Recognition Award. Apparently, winning a National Merit Prize is not to be applauded, 
but kept top, top secret because the process is racist or would make the winners feel superior to the other kids or some such egalitarian tripe and nonsense. Yeah, so so this this actually happened in a number of schools in Northern Virginia where these kids they they were winners of a, a national merit recognition award. They they win this honor, they win this award by merit, meaning they earned it. They they worked to receive it. And they were never told that they won this recognition. Their parents were never told that they won this recognition. It'd be like, I know there's spelling bees going on across the state right now. It'd be like if, if your kid won, won the spelling bee and they said, ah, but don't tell anybody about this. Uh, no, parent, don't tell your parents that you won the spelling bee. No, 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 we can't have that. See, because if, if, if they find out you won the spelling bee, well, some other kid's going to be offended because they didn't win the spelling bee. And we can't have that. And especially if you happen to be white and win the spelling bee, we, we can't tell anybody about that. Can't tell anybody about that. That's what's happening here where, where you know, uh, and I'll guarantee you some of these kids were, were not white, white kids that won this recognition, but it doesn't matter. They don't want hard work and merit to win. They want everybody to be victims. They want everybody dependent. On, on government, they want everybody to feel like they're owed something. They want to divide people along race lines. They want to divide people along class lines. They want to cr divide people along 85 different gender lines. That's what the left is doing in America. So here's the other thing that Stephen Moore points out is, okay, so, so, so Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin started taking steps to rectify this outrageous practice. He recommends a bill to the state Senate in Virginia requiring schools to immediately notify the parents and kids of National Merit Awards. The Virginia Senate Democrat majority blocked the bill from going forward via a straight party line committee vote. That's, that's what Senate Democrats did in Virginia. You know, going back, and, and to me, this, this ties in also with going back to the, the train derailment story out of Ohio and the fact that the EPA administrator is nowhere to be seen. The fact that Pete Buttigieg, uh, the, the white Mad Magazine kid from Indiana who couldn't fill potholes as mayor, who's now responsible for so many train wrecks as the Secretary of Transportation, he's complaining about too many white construction workers and, and, and doesn't even say a peep about this massive train derailment. And, and it just shows the lack of seriousness that we have with so many of our leaders in our country right now, particularly in the Biden administration. But we also see this lack of seriousness from our lawmakers in Helena right now, uh, from the Democrats in particular. I think the Republicans are doing a great job, and we'd call them out if, if, if we thought otherwise. But you know the the republicans are tackling serious issues the democrats they're the, they're the ones that are are pushing this this gender craziness and this radical concept of of transgender surgeries for kids they are unserious leaders for serious times i mean i threw this question out last week and, and i'm not trying to freak people out here i just think it's something we need to think about what if the balloon went up? And I'm not just talking about a spy balloon. What if the real balloon went up and things went south real fast? 
and we, and and we did get into a World War Three type of scenario. And you got these goofballs in Helena, you know, uh, dressing up for their drag show. I mean, come on, like, look if 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 that's what you do in your private day to day life, you do you. I'm not judging you. What the the clowns I'm judging are these Democratic lawmakers. Who who are are so uh, who are pushing this type of stuff, pushing this type of stuff on our kids? When we got serious stuff going on in America right now, we got serious stuff going on in Montana right now. I, I saw another thing here. You've got uh, one of the Democrat lawmakers. Uh, he tried to push a bill for Indigenous Peoples Day. All it is is we a bill to have Indigenous Peoples Day, and because. They didn't pass his bill to have Indigenous Peoples Day. One of these Democrats says this, our lives don't matter. Oh, for Pete's sake, give me a freaking break here. You want, you want Indigenous Peoples Day? Why don't you fix the fentanyl crisis that's plaguing our reservations? Why don't you, why don't you focus on more jobs on our reservations? Why, why don't you fix real issues that are affecting real people on our reservations? But, oh, oh, you don't get your, your special day, and now you think your life doesn't matter. You know what? If these lives mattered, you'd be focused on our southern border. If these lives mattered, you'd be focused on improving education in, 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 on our reservations. If these lives matter, you'd be doing a whole host of other things other than the garbage BS virtue signaling crap you're pulling in the Montana legislature right now. You guys sit there and you, you allow the borders to be flung wide open and whenever anybody talked about it and the fentanyl crisis is created on the reservations, you guys sit there and roll your eyes and mock anybody who brings it up. Real lives are being lost because of your policies. Oh, but you don't get your special day. Give me a break. Again, it's just and and I've met I've met this this uh, the author of this bill. He's a nice enough guy. State Senator Shane Morizot, uh You know, ran into him in Helen. He's a nice enough guy. He's just pulling this party line politics. He's trying to play the victimhood politics because he has nothing else to offer people in Montana. He has nothing else to offer our reservation communities that are in need of economic relief, that are in need of relief from the fentanyl crisis. He and his party have created this crisis. He and his party have made this crisis worse. He will not call out John Tester, who is a part of the problem that created this crisis. So instead, he pulls this phony little bill up for a special day so he can pretend to be a victim. That's what's going on here. And of course, the Liberal Lee newspapers are running with it in the Missoulian. Did the Missoulian ever do a story about the Native American man the Democrats tried to throw out of the hearing room? I didn't see it. Maybe I missed it. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Uh, the U.S. Air Force downed airborne objects over Alaska on Friday, Northwest Canada on Saturday, Lake Huron on Sunday, and none of this has been tied to China or any other country, but Kirby said more information will be gleaned once their remnants are retrieved.
So they don't even know they're just guessing. They just don't want the, the political headache. And then Kirby goes on to say the last three objects that Biden shot down were most likely benign. So you're guessing that it's most likely benign? Oh, I am guessing uh, that that tumor uh, on your neck is most likely benign. And maybe it is most likely benign, but until you can say with certainty, why are you even bothering making a guess? Doesn't make any sense at all. But that's your, that's your federal government. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can. And it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners. And that's why I protect my home with home title lock. And you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you but Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation, uh, verification that your home is still in your name. You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, an absolutely free, no obligation. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Perhaps you're tired of talking about health care reform, health care costs, health care inefficiency. Perhaps you don't really care what kind of health care system we have, just as long as you get the care you need. Yet if the tent of health care coverage collapses, all of us trying to stay under it will be in harm's way. And coming through the trauma of COVID, the thinking on what needs to be done to put our health care system on firmer financial footing is evolving. The favorite solution to high administrative burdens and high costs of the private health insurance system we now have, namely the single-payer government models of Europe, has been under serious stress of late. Britain's National Health Service is about as politically untouchable as you can get. The same can be said for countries like Canada, Sweden, and New Zealand. Yet the tragic underfunding of those systems is causing a rethink. In the UK, ambulances took an average of one hour, 32 minutes to respond to heart attacks and strokes in November. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right into the phone lines here. 406-294-0970 is the number uh, for you. I went on a little bit of an unexpected rant there, so I want to get right into your phone calls. Uh, Robert in Billings. Hey, Robert, what's going on? Yeah, morning, Aaron. Yeah, that morning. was a good rant. You got my heart uh, going there. I didn't want to call in about indigenous people. I've, I've been married to an and I'm going to say it, I've been married to an Indian for 30 years. Um, Indigenous People Day, isn't that what Columbus Day is? Didn't they change that? Well, you know, to me, this is the new, uh, it's like the Seinfeld episode. Uh, you know, why, are, why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? you got to wear the ribbon. Wear the yeah, ribbon. Well, that's, Just that's wear not, the ribbon. Like a, Just pretend to well, care. Like a, Don't do anything to fix any real issues. Just wear the ribbon. Yeah, well, I've been like I said, I've been married to this woman for thirty years, and I know everything about it, everything about the Indian culture, and they're wonderful people. They don't care about being called indigenous people or Native Americans. You know, respect them. That's all they want. Okay, I'm going to get off of that. Good you're point. really going to get me going. <laughs> that's right. Um, 
let's talk about, have you heard about that? Uh, they had that test in, in Baltimore testing grade school, middle school, and high school students at their math aptitude. Not one, now, now I'm not saying percent, but not one student passed. Not one student passed. So what they decided what needed to be done is that the teachers probably needed a raise. Okay, we're, the same thing is happening here in school district two. Our our children are failing, and they're giving themselves raises. I don't know what the hell is going on here, but we all need to, that lady that called in Columbia Falls. Every one of us need to get involved in our community just like that. If you pay taxes, it doesn't matter whether you're a parent, a grandparent, a taxpayer, or anything else. It's all BS because this is our future. These are children that are going to come out and take care of me in the future. No, I don't want it. I want them to be able to read, write, and and, and, and be able to accomplish something in life. That's Not right. Not just be on the government welfare ticket. Yeah. Okay, i got to go, Aaron, because I'm getting fired up. All right. That's all right. Well, well, thanks for calling in, Robert. Yeah. And and I would encourage anybody who, uh, you know, uh, Judy in Columbia Falls talked about a, a parents' meeting they're having tomorrow night. Well, if you're in the Billings area, there's school board elections coming up right around the corner as well. And uh, very excited to hear uh, about some of the folks who it sounds like might be stepping up to run for some of these races. I would encourage you, if you want to team up with other parents, get a hold of uh, of uh, Brooke and, and Luke Hudson. Those those two are just incredible what they have done uh, to push back against this liberal school board. Uh, so team up with them if you can as well. Uh, yeah. You know, our, our producer, Travis, made a good point, too. What about missing and murdered indigenous persons? Notice the term is now persons and not missing and murdered indigenous women. Why don't they fix those issues instead of uh, have a special day, wear the ribbon? Uh, You notice why it's missing and murdered indigenous persons now instead of women? Because it's not just a problem that is is affecting women. Hmm, Could it be because the drug cartels are operating on our reservations? Could it have anything to do with the drug epidemic? You notice the Democrats never want to link the two, do they? Uh, All right. Hey, there's a lot of folks that are in pain because of of this drug epidemic and so much more. And, And sometimes people get hooked on drugs because they're just looking for simple pain relief. Hey, let me tell you what. If you're somebody who's living in pain and you're looking for another option, you're looking for an alternative to surgery, you're looking for an alternative... Uh, to opioids or other pain meds, there is an option that is now available on the ground here in Montana. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is where they use your body and the healing agents from within your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. They basically take those same healing properties and put them right into your joints. Pro athletes have been using QC Kinetics for years. They're now here in Montana. You can get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Call QC Kinetics now, 406-201-6263. That's 406-201-6263.